you know, Donald Trump is just not, we're hearing over and over, he is just not to be trusted with our security. We are hearing over and over from people on the right and ex-Reagan aide and Michael J. Morella, who ran the CIA and now endorses Hillary Clinton as to why Donald Trump is dangerous. I want to read you a piece of the piece written by Michael J. Morella himself. He, he ran the CIA. Now he's endorsing Hillary Clinton. He said, quote, during a 33-year career at the CIA, he served presidents of both parties, three Republicans and three Democrats. And he goes on. I was at President George W. Bush's side when we were attacked on September 11th as deputy director of the agency. I was with President Obama when we killed Osama bin Laden in 2011. I'm neither a registered Democrat or Republican, and in my 40 years of voting, I have pulled the lever for candidates of both parties. As a government official, I've always been silent about my preference for president. No longer. On November 8th, I will vote for Hillary Clinton. Between now and then, I will do everything I can to ensure that she is elected as our 45th president. Two strongly held beliefs have brought me to this decision. First, Mrs. Clinton is highly qualified to be commander-in-chief. I trust she will deliver on the most important duty of a president, keeping our nation safe. Second, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, is not only unqualified for the job, but he may well pose a threat to our national security. I want to have you hear something. This is from Joe Scarborough reporting. Um, What a national security advisor of Trump's uh, told him. We're going to take a little listen, and then we'll hear more from the former CIA director and why he believes Hillary is a safer choice for a safer America. Take a listen to this audio. What concerns you most about Donald Trump? How erratic uh, he is. Joe, uh, I can argue about this position or that position. I do that with the current president. Uh, but, But he's inconsistent. And when you're the head of a global superpower, inconsistency, unpredictability, uh, those, those are dangerous things. They, they, they frighten your friends and they tempt your enemies. And, and so I would be very, very concerned. General Hayden, Harold Ford, very, very quickly. Who amongst your peers uh, that you respect greatly, whether they think like you or not think like you, did you know that's advising uh, Mr. Trump? No one. That's a good answer. Well, um, I, um, I, I have to follow up with that, with it, and I'll be very careful here. Several months ago, uh, a foreign policy expert on the international level went to advise Donald Trump, and three times he asked about the use of nuclear weapons. Three times he asked, at one point, if we have them, why can't we use them? That's oh, wow. one of the reasons why he has, he just doesn't have foreign policy experts around. Trump, Trump asked three times. Three times in an hour briefing, why can't we use nuclear weapons? What's that? Be so, careful, America, and be careful, Republican leaders. So, General Hayden. Your party um, is blowing up. I want to ask. Uh, just One more time, and if, 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 and it may be classified, but it, the steps, Donald Trump decides to use a nuclear weapon. Uh, what is the time frame between his decision and when the nuclear weapons are launched? 
Joe, it's, it's scenario dependent, but the system is designed for speed and decisiveness. It's, it's not designed to debate the decision. Okay, so everybody is clear. You know, we're not just talking about Morell endorsing Hillary Clinton. That, by the way, wasn't even Morell. That was yet another ex-CIA chief, Michael Hayden. And you hear Joe Scarborough reporting that a national security advisor of Trump's told him that Trump asked three times in a one-hour briefing, three times, and here's the question, why we, the United States, couldn't use nuclear weapons? What? Three times in an hour briefing. The fact that he asked it at all and he wants to be commander-in-chief of our armed forces. The fact that he asks that, uh, this at all and he wants to be leader of the free world in leading our international allies in a fight against ISIS, terrorism, and other types of terrorist organizations for peace. The fact that he asks this at all and doesn't know the answer and that he would ask it not just once, but three times, and in that time frame, but even more so, the fact that he would ask this at all should be very troubling. I understand there are people out there who love Donald Trump because of his bravado, bravado or because of his cult of personality or because of his celebrity. I live in California right now. I've lived all over this great country, and we had Arnold Schwarzenegger as our governor. No business being a politician, certainly no business being governor of the largest state in this nation. He did worse than the person he ran to replace in a recall election, Gray Davis. Worse than I say people thought Gray Davis would bring this state to, because Arnold Schwarzenegger had no experience. I know there are those of you out there that don't love politicians. Bernie Sanders is a politician, and Donald Trump is not. But Donald Trump has, in my opinion, no business running for an office of this size because he is not knowledgeable enough to take this job. And he doesn't have the experience to take this job. If he wants to start out in local politics, maybe, or run for something on a smaller scale, I'm going to tell you a little story that's true. I was sitting after Bill Clinton spoke And if you were looking at Bill Clinton on TV and you looked up to the left, I was one of those tiny little heads that were people. That was me. And I was talking to a Republican who is friends with Donald Trump. And there was a man there talking about how Bill Clinton's speech was awful. And he went on and I said, come on, can you just admit it? It was a great speech. He's a great speaker. I'm sorry. Even if you don't like that, he's a great speaker. I don't think he can give bad speech. (laughs) Bill Clinton's one of the greatest orators of our time. Not just in my opinion, it's widely held opinion. And that guy left. So the guy I'm talking to, Donald Trump's friend, doesn't like Bill Clinton, doesn't like Hillary. He's going to vote for his friend and is a Republican. And he admitted that that was a very good speech and it was very touching because it showed the girl, Hillary Rodham, before the woman and politician we know is Hillary Clinton. But then he also told me that Donald Trump loves this country But Donald Trump gets off on this. He gets off on this ego being fed. This is fun for him. This shouldn't really be fun, folks. 
It's hard work. It's a very, very hard job that most people wouldn't want and most people could not and cannot do. I want to go back to Morell's article entitled, I ran the CIA, now I'm endorsing Hillary Clinton. And he talked about four years in which he worked with Hillary Clinton. That was when she was Secretary of State, and he said most often when he worked with her, it was in the White House Situation Room. He said the meetings were critically important, and at those meetings he found her to be prepared, detail-oriented, thoughtful, inquisitive, and willing to change her mind if presented with a compelling argument. Interesting. That's a thread. Barack Obama said this about her. Bill Clinton, her own husband, said this about her. He said he saw the Secretary's commitment to our nation's security. Her belief that America is an exceptional nation that must lead in the world for the country to remain secure and prosperous. Her understanding that diplomacy can be effective only if the country is perceived as willing and able to use force if necessary, and most important, her capacity to make the most difficult decision of all, whether to put young American women and men in harm's way. Now, how can you think about putting American men and women in harm's way. When there's a terrorist attack on your own soil, you're running for president, you're the Republican nominee, and you tweet about yourself first and not the victims. How can you think about putting men and women in harm's way when a man and a woman stand with tears streaming down their face and speaking of the sacrifice of their dead son, a captain who also happened to be a Muslim, in our military and you say he's picking on me rather than talk about the sacrifice that soldier made the sacrifice that family made and giving condolences for their loss and thanking their son for his service and acknowledging his heroism because 22 people lived that day because he walked forward 10 steps and died How can you possibly think about the men and women's lives when you ask not once, not twice, but three times in less than an hour security briefing, why can't we use a nuclear weapon? I want to ask you some questions, and I hope you'll give me some answers. You've got to understand, folks, this is not just about red and blue liberal and conservative, Democrat and Republican. It's not even just about male and female, which name recognition is bigger, and your guy or my girl are better. This is about true national security. Our security. The world's security. Our children's security. And the security, not just of our nation, and I'm not talking about building a damn wall around it. I'm talking about the security that we should have when we put our head on that pillow at night and kiss our children goodnight every evening. That the person in that Oval Office has our, not their, best interest when making incredibly difficult decisions. And I think when we're seeing these people come forward, like Morell, the former CIA director, saying she's the woman for the job when ex-Reagan aides are coming forward and saying she's the woman for the job, endorsing her, and not only that, saying they will vote for her. 
We have people that worked for Trump that are coming forward saying they will vote for her. I have some questions for you. One, is former CIA Director Morell right? Because he talks about another aspect of security, and that's Russia and Putin. He said Putin played Trump like a fiddle and made him an unwitting agent of Russia. Now, if this is the case, folks, this will become a bigger storyline before Election Day, and we're just three months away from that. So is Morell right? Did Putin play Trump like a fiddle? Did Putin make Trump an unwitting agent of Russia? And by the way, there was a time you'd hang for that. It would be treason in this country. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Somebody would be screaming, lock him up for that, right? Today, 50 of the nation's most senior Republican national security officials, and many of them are top former aides or cabinet members for President George W. Bush. They have signed a letter. This is not just one or two people. These are many that have signed a letter declaring that Donald Trump lacks the character, values, and experience to be president and would put at risk our country's national security and well-being. Mr. Trump, the officials warn, would be the most reckless president in American history. Now, how significant is this letter to you as an American? How significant is this letter to you as a voter? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And when you have 50 Republicans striking words such as this, what does that mean when it's this caliber of outrage? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Mr. Trump, this letter, Mr. Trump, the letter says, would weaken the United States' moral authority. It also questions his knowledge of and belief in the Constitution. We saw a father of a fallen soldier Offer to lend Mr. Trump his constitution and, uh, and, 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 and encourage him to read it. Do you have any issues with Donald Trump's knowledge of and belief in the United States Constitution? Again, we saw that passionately addressed by Gold Star Father Kizir Khan at Kaiser Khan, excuse me, at the DNC. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And that letter also laments that Mr. Trump has shown no interest in even educating himself with the money he has and the time he has. Would you agree with this statement? And isn't this a major problem for someone who admittedly has zero experience in governing? His statements show it. His questions show it. Is that a problem for you? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And would you feel more comfortable if he at least wanted to educate himself and become more knowledgeable about the job he wants to take that will make decisions for my life, yours, our children, and the future of those children? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Pick up the phone and join me right now here on your show of Forum by You, the People, the only True Democracy in Talk Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. I'll incorporate your tweets as well back after this. Taking your calls, and we're talking about Donald Trump's lack of knowledge with regard to security and 50 Republicans writing in concern of this former CIA director saying he will vote for Hillary Clinton, former Reagan aides, so many more coming forward. Getting your take on this and the many questions I put out, uh, let's get to the calls. And we start with Charlie in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Line 3, listening on KABQ. Charlie, good afternoon. The same to you and happy anniversary. Thank you. You bet. So, yeah, I'm entirely, entirely worried about somebody who has as little knowledge as he has and as little curiosity as he has. But the I've enjoyed this, not enjoyed, uh, I've been interested that they constantly ask, 
uh, talk show host constantly asks, what is the straw that will break the camel's back and you won't support him anymore? In my opinion, anybody who continued to support him after he said he'd have the military kill the families of suspect, suspected terrorists doesn't understand America at all. Uh, you know, this is not surprising, though, is it? I mean, this man lives in a bubble, a bubble of his own lies, a bubble of his yeah. own making. Yeah. Well, I think the idea that he, that he is psychologically challenged somehow is absolutely real. Whether that will actually, you know, become, <clears throat> you know, diagnosed or anything, I doubt it highly. But it's very real. He's, he, every, everything is about him. Uh, when when uh, I, I couldn't believe uh, in a, 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 on a, a show on television, when he picked Mike Pence, and uh, the, the questioner, I think it might have been Chuck Todd, asked him, so why do you like, what is it about Mike Pence that made you pick him? And Trump's first answer was, he likes me. <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, hey, how many psychologists said the guy has a narcissistic personality? Yeah, at least, please. <laughs> well, I will enjoy the sport of Orange Hitler until uh, the election. All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 8886 Leslie. And when we finish with a call, it's your cue to call through because when we finish with a call, there is a line available. Uh, joining us now, Robert from our newest affiliate, full time live Monday through Friday in Asheville, North Carolina, WPEK, the Revolution, 880 AM. He's on line two. Robert, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and welcome to our beautiful mountains. Uh, people in the South have been disparaged for too long. I think what we need to get back to is the 99% versus the 1%. Many of the generals and uh, right-wing Republicans who are coming out in support for Hillary are nothing more than neocons for the war effort. Uh, we've gone from, and I hear on the left, I hear a new neo-McCarthyism. We've gone from race-baiting to red-baiting. And uh, it is the United States and NATO who is surrounding Russia with nuclear weapons. If you look what happened in uh Air Base in, uh, in uh, Turkey, we have a major problem, and not to mention the fact that it was the State Department under Hillary Clinton that had helped attribute and kill millions of Muslims and Christians around the world, even though I'm not defending Trump here. Trump is only using rhetoric that the neocons and Obama, which basically the left is indicting every day, uh, has done so. What say you? Well, I don't feel that the rhetoric that you have just shared with us has been used by uh, the president, certainly, with regard to his own secretary of state that he worked closely with, often took recommendations of, and sometimes she would make recommendations uh, that he would uh, ignore. Um, quite frankly, it was Hillary that was more of a maverick with regard to that red line uh, that President Obama got a lot of criticism for, both left uh, and right. Um, but when we, when what you're citing is, and I do not attribute uh, the de- uh, the deaths of the hundreds of thousands of Muslims can be attributed to the terrorist and the terrorist attacks on those people. Uh, yet many Americans, unfortunately want to put over 1.6 billion people uh, within a category of terrorists simply because the terrorists claim to be of religion that they have taken, hijacked, and perverted. Much like Donald Trump has taken, hijacked, and perverted, uh, the Republican Party, and at least some Republicans, uh, like these 50, um, are willing, strong enough, and man and woman enough, if you will, uh, to admit it. Neocons, and if you understand Sharia law, it's not, for instance... Excuse me, can I tell you something? I understand Sharia law probably the most Americans. I lived in Pakistan. My son is adopted from Pakistan. My married name is a Muslim name. My husband was raised in a Muslim family, although he was born here. 
I have lived in Israel. I have lived and traveled in Middle Eastern countries. I've been to Iraq and to Jordan and to Egypt and spent time in those countries. Sharia law is not what the right-wing individuals or the bloggers would tell you it is. It's actually very easy to look up. And there's no Sharia law being practiced in the United States, despite those out there who want you to believe that it is, and crazy people who put forth legislation to say that, you know, it can't be, there can't be Sharia law. There's no Sharia law being practiced in the United States. That is a fact. And uh, in, in, in addition to that, um, it just is part of the negative um, bigotry, prejudice, and, um, you know, uh, hateful propaganda being put forth against Muslims in this nation and worldwide. What I'm hearing is a lot of psychological uh, conversations, sort of like an argument to be used. Uh, Kaiser Khan, who was at the Democratic Convention, was actually an attorney to help bring in uh, many Muslims in this country. He helped support Sharia law. I would ask people to look into that. He's in the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, he helped support uh, Hillary Clinton is one of the most brutal regimes in the world. Here, here, again, here again, here again, okay, and I'm sorry, you, when you, you started your conversation with a line about the South, and unfortunately your rhetoric is playing into the very thing that you're um, t- you know, talking against. Let, let's talk about facts. The Muslim Brotherhood is an organization that was actually founded in 1928. The Muslim Brotherhood today in 2016 is not the same organization as was founded in 1928. And that organization has taken numerous, um, has had numerous evolutions, if you will, as many of organizations um, have. I also want to tell you, um, there was a fact check, uh, Snopes.com also, I mean, there's many, you can Google it, um, that the Rhetoric, you just, again, gave an example. I just said there, there are blogs out there that will tell you that Sharia law is being pushed or practiced by Muslims in this country, uh, you know, in Michigan, Minnesota, etc., and that is not true. Any more than Kaiser Khan being in the Muslim Brotherhood is. It has been proven false. Again, it is a falsehood. You can't believe blogs. It is a falsehood. And when you say he is a lawyer bringing Muslims here, well, you know, an immigration lawyer helps immigrants regardless of their faith. And being that he is a Muslim and does speak, uh, I would imagine, the language of some of the people coming here, and they need an immigration lawyer, why wouldn't he help him? Isn't he, them, isn't he doing his job? Your house. I'm sorry? How many have you taken into your house? Do you have a sense in your house? Well, I adopted my son from Pakistan. That's one. That's a bit, that's 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 a bit different. But I hear a lot of race baiting going on the left. For instance, there's a gentleman by the name of Norman Goldman. He called. I know who he is. Yeah. He, he's a Jewish guy who puts down Christians all the time. He goes. Oh, he's Christian, he's Christian. Yeah, I really don't care. I don't know offense. I don't really care what Norman has to say. I'm not Norman. I have a different show. Anything else you have to say? Because uh, you know uh, we appreciate you joining us, especially from Asheville and a, a new affiliate there. But I don't hear a point. What's your really point? Find out what Russia's doing is that they were actually. Uh, trying to stop the war that's going to happen because we have Western banking. No, versus no, the no, no. Russia, Russia colluding with Donald Trump to try and, and Julian Assange to try and bring down Hillary Clinton has nothing to do with preventing any type of war. And trusting somebody like Vladimir Putin is foolish. And Donald Trump is foolish if he had anything 
uh, to do with that. And that is being investigated, uh, allegedly. Uh, let's continue uh, with the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6537-543. Everybody is allowed to call this program, even if you don't agree with me, and even if you are not a liberal progressive Democrat, as I am, even if you don't support Hillary. They're definitely, uh, there's definitely a divide to a degree among, uh, um, among Democrats and a divide to a degree among uh, progressives. Um, but there's a difference between putting forth opinion or putting forth fact and when we get on those uh, radical conspiracies, right-wing or otherwise, uh, we've got to move on. 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Uh, let's go to Mark in Seattle uh, on line three. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. Hey, Leslie, it's Mark Taylor Canfield, your, your journalist uh, audience member, and I've been uh, following this program. I want to let everybody know that they really should look up a couple of words like hyperbole and calumny. And both of those words have to do with what's happening with this election, especially with the Donald Trump campaign, because he's a demagogue, just like Putin. And so he's trying to use simplistic uh, explanations and solutions for problems that are much, much more complicated than he can probably even imagine. And uh, so I've been writing over about this kind of stuff at the at Daily Coast, and I want to remind folks who support Trump that in the United States Constitution, it's very important that the minority point of view be protected. It's not the tyranny of the majority that we're trying to get here. And to quote Thomas Jefferson directly, the rights which equal law must protect, and that's what he's talking about, we must bear in mind that the sacred principle, the, 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 the will of the majority in, his, in all cases may prevail, it must be reasonable, and the minority possess their equal rights, which equal law must protect. And to violate that would be oppression. I think that's something that Donald Trump should probably read. <laughs> he should probably check out Thomas Jefferson and find out what was going on in the country at that time between the Federalists and uh, his party, the Democrats. And, you know, we had that same kind of split going on there. And I, I appreciate your show for the fact that you are welcoming to people because there are a lot of people on the air right now who are not being that way, and they are shutting down dialogue. So thank you for keeping the dialogue open. And, and, and thank you for citing, uh, you know, one of my and many people's uh, favorite uh, founding fathers, Jefferson, there. And, and, Mark, always a pleasure to have you with us. We appreciate your writings there out of Seattle, Washington. Mark Taylor Canfield. Thank you. Uh, hey, guys, uh, quick. I know we got to take a break. Can I just uh, mention this? You know, there are billboards in the United States, and I, I just want to be clear about this because ignorance is bliss, but it, it also – it's it, it not just bliss. It's ugly, and we can do and we should do better. And my mother used to tell me when I'd ask her something, I'd say, Mom, you know, like, like is Sharia law a bad thing? What is Sharia? Go look it up. So I want you to let me be your Webster today, if you will, or your Google search engine. I'm sure you've seen these billboards that say Sharia law threatens America. There are organizations like United American Committee and others that put that out there. It's a scary word. Politicians love to use the word. And as a matter of fact, a Trump spokesperson accused Kaiser Khan of supporting uh, Sharia law. law. Um, and uh, they make it very, very creepy. Okay, But Pew Research did a poll. And when they were asked in this poll, Americans proved that they know very little or even nothing about Islam, even less about Sharia law. See, most people think of Sharia law, well, it conjures up images of guys with turbans, okay? Um, but do you really know what Sharia law 
is, okay? And by the way, many Muslims, especially uh, moderate Muslims, especially American-born Muslims, they don't know what it is. My husband, who's born in this country, who's raised Muslim, he doesn't practice Islam, he doesn't know what it is or didn't know what it was either, okay? So, bottom line, most Americans, even Muslims, can't even tell you what Sharia law is, okay? It's legal, though, and it's law, so one knows that it's going to be a little bit complicated, just like a tax code, kind of complicated, not that you can understand. Now, all Muslims believe in Sharia law is something a lot of people think, but Muslims can't all believe in Sharia law because they don't know what Sharia law is. (laughs) Not all of them or or most of them. Um, Sharia law has actually benefited some people. Uh, There have been people that have been captured in other countries, such as Pakistan, where I lived, and they have been released based on Sharia law. Okay, Um, but um, Muslims don't want Sharia law to take over America. Most of them don't know what it is, and most of them don't want it because they don't know what it is. And in addition to that, you can't impose Sharia law in the United States of America. Okay, Um, Sharia means a country ruled, ruled by Islamic law. Okay. So the United States is not ruled by any religion. Our creation was based on the premise and supposedly the practice of separation of church and state or mosque and state or synagogue and state or temple and state. Okay, so we can't have Sharia law in this country because we're not a Muslim country operating under Islamic laws. Period. That's it. Oh, by the way, it's Sharia law that allows women to divorce their husbands and to cite adultery and things like that that they couldn't at one time. I'm not saying it's a great thing, but most Americans don't really know what it is. So don't be scared of it. We don't have it here, and it won't be here because we don't have a country ruled under one religion, which I believe is one of the things that makes America great. We'll be back. And we're back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Pick up the phone and join us, 8886-LESLIE. Let's go back to the calls in Georgia, online for listening on Progressive Voices is Reggie. Reggie, good afternoon. Uh, happy Monday to you, Leslie. Well, first, I would just like to say that one of your previous calls over two calls ago has been listening to far way too much of conservative right-wing radio in general, and both to Rush Limbaugh and especially Alex Jones themselves in particular, in terms of conspiracy theories, right? You know. Well, but, I, I, but, I would say not, not necessarily, I don't know, maybe conspiracy theories, a lot of right-wing, uh, radical right-wing blogs and uh, rhetoric. Right. And, uh, he, you know, and about Donald Trump, his temperament is the biggest weakness and detrimental to his uh, political candidacy for the president. And why doesn't he have any more, why does he, why does he have more ad, ad advisors telling him, you know, controlling them or trying to tell them how to conduct and behave himself. Besides, his kids is the only people who he listens to are his kids. Nobody else. It's like nobody else but his kids can seem to control him or try to stop him. And for Hillary Rodham Clinton to give him, give him yet another, another verbal piece of ammunition to use against her as if he doesn't have enough to use against her already, she should stop doing that or stop encouraging him to use it against her because he will use it against her whether she likes it or not, right? 
Well, yeah, but you in, in any political race, especially the presidency, uh, the two candidates, even though there are more, it really is a two-party and two-person race at this point. People don't like it. Change it, but that's the reality. They right. are going to attack each other, and and right. that that's that's part of the deal. I mean, that's one of the reasons we have debates, so we can watch, you know, two people hopefully knock not each other down, but each right. other's past or proposals for the future with regard to policy. Right, but she would, but she would, she never really came out and attacked them as viciously and brutally as he did her. They have very different styles, and I don't think she's going to do that because I think she's professional, and I think that's I'm hoping that will be preferred by the masses in November. Right, I wish more Republicans would turn against them. Well, well, we're seeing him, him having people turn against him. We just have to see the people who love him show up for the rallies show up in November and right. do those people that say they're going to be against him actually turn out and vote against him voting for Hillary, or do they stay home? Reggie, thank you for the call. Always a pleasure. Let's go to, last but not least, on line one, Michael in the Bronx. Michael, good afternoon. Welcome back, Leslie. Thank you. You know, Donald Trump, he does not love America. He just loves to think of the idea of running it and running the entire world. He confuses the the job of being president with being an emperor or a dictator. And face facts that each and every president that goes into office takes an oath promising to um, abide by, support, and defend the laws and the Constitution of the United States, which means you got to follow them. And Trump has already given every single nook and cranny that he has no interest or no respect of following the laws and the Constitution, even when he was told that something he wanted to do was illegal. His attitude, so many words, is like, so? So what? You know, and the thing is, is that you, Leslie, need to be commended because you are one of the few progressives that have used the right terminology in describing Trump. He is unfit to be president. Not unqualified, but unfit. There is a major difference. He is qualified because he's over 35 years of age. So as I know, he is a U.S.-born citizen and has been a U.S. Um, resident for some odd years. But the thing is, is he fit? And the fact of saying that he is unfit to be president says a hell of a lot more, as well as we keep hearing more from not just progressives, but even Republicans, that this guy is a walking time bomb that is detrimental to this nation. I, for one, do not want us to get trumped up. Thank you, Michael. Uh, appreciate it. Well, we are out of time. We'll be back tomorrow and every weekday, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm Leslie Marshall. Uh, be sure to go to our website on there. Um, and, and by the way, you know, you can sign up for our newsletter, going to our website, lesliemarshallshow.com, finding out, you know, where I'm giving talks, when I'm on TV, uh, and also check out links uh, to the pieces that I write. Follow me on Twitter at Leslie Marshall. you get that information there as well. Have a great afternoon. Happy Monday. I'm glad to be back and glad to have you with us, especially the new folks in Asheville, North Carolina at the Revolution.